It was a trip. It was a legitimate. I, I went on a legitimate trip. A trip through time and space. Rainbow Road. Yeah, it was Rainbow Road for sure. Because it was like a six minute long race, when every other race is like two. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome to Bromancing the Stone, the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. Well, hello there. Watch Rob Cobbs and then record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners. Listening pleasure. And Max, how are you doing today? Today, I am good, man. Nice. Just, just chilling. It's been a good day. Yeah. It's been a good day. Yeah, man. Got some good weather on the horizon tomorrow. I'm excited. Getting yeah. my second vaccine on Monday. I'm excited. Yeah. Gonna finally start like doing some shit, but trying to be safe about it, but still trying to get out and do some shit. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I joined a softball team. I haven't done that in fucking two years. Yeah, that we had our first game last week after we recorded. Yeah. Or wait, no, was it before we recorded? I don't know. Uh, it was before because we recorded. Yeah, on it was. Last week. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But we got our second game tomorrow, and during the nice weather where it's supposed to be like seventy-five degrees. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I haven't been like outside, like being active in nice weather with people. In like two fucking years. <laughs> That's dope as hell, man. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Just been relaxing. I'm uh, about to, I think I'm about to set up my first uh, vaccine appointment. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to try to make that happen. Finally opening um, up appointments here in Chicago. I'm finally huh? start. Finally, start reacclimating myself with the world. It's it's going to be a slow process for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I've already <laughs> noticed in myself. Yeah, it's tough to you know do something for a long time and then get out of it, and then yeah. have to go back into it. Yeah, yeah. Which is what happened in the movie that we watched this week, Killers. The fucking Killers. Ashton Kutcher, who played the character Spence, had to get out of the killing business and then go back into the killing business. Oh, Spence. Because of his father-in-law, played by Tom Selleck. Fucking Tom Selleck. Okay, I'm not even going to get into that yet. It was quite the interesting movie that we've watched. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and go into the stats of the movie first. Wait, did you only mention Ashton Kutcher and Tom Selleck? I mean, I'm about to talk about the movie. Oh, okay. I thought you had already like introduced the cast. So I was like, no. they were they were the highlights. That's for sure. No, Killers is a 2010 American action comedy film. Doesn't even say romantic. What's the fuck? Romantic action comedy film directed by Robert Lucetic. Yeah, 
That's the my... name that we've said before and I had to remind Max of. That's my bad. My bad. Uh, um, um, director who directed Legally Blonde, Monster in Law, yeah, and The Ugly Truth, yeah, and a director who I said I never wanted to watch another movie of his again, yeah, and here we are watching another movie of his again. I, I, yeah, I had forgotten that fact. <laughs> I was I was pulled by the headliners, all right, and the fact that it was an action movie. Like I want, I was in the mood to see like a spy. You know me with the fucking spy movies, man. I love them. Yeah, the uh, movie stars Catherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher. I mean, right there. And That's we what know pulled how me. Much you love Ashton Kutcher. Fucking love him, man. When it comes to rom coms, fucking love him. Uh, the film was released on June 4th of 2010, and it centers on a young woman who meets the man of her dreams who turns out to be an assassin. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the movie also stars Tom Selleck and Catherine O'Hara. Goddamn right it does. Those two play the parents of Catherine Heigl, and they're dope as fuck. But also... Big shout out to other huge supporting actors who were very good. And I shouted out in a live tweet, which I actually live tweeted in this movie. Nice. Um, this week uh, at Bro the Stone Pod on Twitter. Uh, but uh, shout out to Martin Mole, who plays Henry. He was the 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 handler that Asha Kutcher talked to and who got shot twice in the heart. Who had a very surprisingly small role. Yeah, for for Martin yeah. Mole. <laughs> um, shout out to Rob Riggle. Fucking Rob Riggle. <laughs> he was he was hilarious for the time he was in the movie. Um, shout out to Alex Bordstein, who played you know known from Mad TV and also as the voice of Lois and other female characters on Family Guy. That's who that fucking was. Yeah. Jesus, um, I was trying to figure that out. And shout out to Casey Wilson, former SNL cast member for one season and was on Happy Endings. Yep. Just a lot of talent surrounding this film. Shit, Usher Raven had a fucking Usher. 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 (laughs) He was in the club with his homies. And then realized he had to go to work at CVS the next day. <laughs> that was Kmart, dude. Kmart. It was, it was a K. fucking it was a big, big K. K. It wasn't even a Kmart. It was a big K, motherfuckers. Dude. Shit always goes down at big Ks, man. Like that. Yeah. Remember those uh, motherfuckers? Oh, my God. So the movie was distributed by Lionsgate. And uh, has a running time of 100 minutes. So it's an hour and 40 minutes. It was relatively quick i appreciated that yeah it had a good pace to uh, it for 140 minutes the, or 100 I mean, the ending was rushed as fuck so the just, what was the ending the ending just all of a sudden happened yeah and it was kind of like a we'll talk about yeah it. uh how much was the budget for this film wait what year was this again 2010 Oh yeah, that's prime Ashton Kutcher. Um, that's prime Catherine Heigl for that matter too. Shit. Um, fifty-five million. 
you're up there. But not up there enough. It may it was seventy five million to produce. Wow. I mean seventy five million. Yeah, that's just us and Kutcher and Catherine Heigl. I'm not I'm not thinking of Catherine O'Hara, who had a pretty like decent sized part. And Tom also Selleck. Like they obviously yeah. shot Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I could see that. I could see that. I mean it was money well spent, I think. Well, well, that's before. How much did you make in the box office? All right, so what? Was it, Seventy? What was it? Seventy-five. Seventy-five million. Seventy-five. Uh, hundred and hundred and fifty million. Ninety-eight million. Holy shit! So we're not taking into account the you know, marketing costs and everything else like that. So this was a bomb. Oh my God. How? I mean, how with it? Like how did, what was it? The fucking last one we did that, that it was such a big hit. The fucking Jennifer Aniston, that one, the bounty hunter, that one came out four months before. And that, that made that much of a better fucking profit. Over Ashton Kutcher and Katherine Heigl. Yes. Wow. Jennifer Aniston is much more likable than Katherine Heigl. Well, yeah, that's true. That's very true. But I mean, who isn't? <laughs> um, so as far as the Rotten Tomatoes score for this film... There's 109 reviews. What is the Rotten Tomato score? 27%. God damn. It's actually lower than the wedding date. Yeah. Wow. The movie... Uh, we found a movie like, lower than the wedding date. The first <laughs> consensus is... Dull, formulaic, and chemistry-free, Killers is an action comedy that's largely bereft of thrills or laughs. Mm, no. But okay. Um, kind of sounds like a generic review you could really copy and paste to pretty much every movie you hate. Uh Michael Compton of the Bowling Green Daily News wrote, it feels like... <laughs> this isn't like the fifth time we've we've heard from this dude. Like, well, the second time in a row. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he wrote a pretty good blurb here. It feels like one big episode of Punked, with me half expecting <laughs> everyone to turn to the camera and let everyone in on the joke that this really isn't a movie. That's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of like simple blurbs, like a ridiculous and lifeless comedy. This mess of emotion picture is trite and easily forgettable, you know, or. Um, yeah. All right. So little shit like that. Like, 
bland spy rom-com minds violence stereotypes for laughs yeah so nothing really you know game-changing in terms of a review the one positive review gave a three out of five wrote neither action nor romance killers will please all those who see it for kutcher and disappoint those in search of a story well yeah i mean it had enough of a story to keep me involved it wasn't like it was completely devoid of plot like some other movies we've seen it wasn't a well-formulated plot for sure but yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about Heigl and Kutcher enough on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We don't need to. Our feelings are known about them. I think Kutcher's solid. You know, not the best, not the worst. You love him. Um, I fucking dig I, him. And I, I, I didn't. I didn't buy him. I did not buy him as a spy, though. That was my biggest complaint. It was like I loved yeah. everything else about his character, and he was like perfect Ash and Kutcher. But because of that, it's like, yeah, but he's not a spy. And I know that this is cheesy and I'm not supposed to like read into it, but like, eh. yeah. And then there's, uh, of course, Catherine Heigl, who I think is okay. I mean, I, I dug her in this. I mean, she was solid. Um, she was believable. I think I kind of believed them together. Um, I think a lot of her reactions to things were pretty fucking believable. Like true. When like, uh, they come crashing through the window and she first, you know, sees Rob Riggle yeah. as, as the enemy. And like her scream there is a good, like 10 seconds long. It's, I mean, it, it's a little more realistic than some of those other cheesy, you know, spy movies that where they're just like, Oh my God, what's happening? Fill me in. And then they're in on it. I agree with that. Also, um, the chemistry they had at the beginning of the movie, like the meat cute they had in the yeah. elevator to where she keeps walking and like everything. Yeah. And they, they talk at the resort as he dives into the water and everything else like that. I thought that was all well and good. Yeah. Uh, and I liked that it was nicely tied in with like his job too and like keeping a secret but ooh, he's actually heading off to go kill someone but that's when he meets her and like you know yeah um yeah so i thought that was all solid for for them and then like the initial date and everything else it was that all worked and then he's gonna show her niece and he gets out and then they're three years in advance. And this all happens in a span of 10 minutes. Dude, I was this so fucking lost. Like, oh, oh, they they don't really have a plan for or give a fuck about the plot. Well, they certainly don't give a fuck about setting up their relationship. Like, all of a sudden, we jump from this, uh, yeah. this great meet-cute. And then it deflates all the momentum that it had built, like, I'm instantly invested in this dynamic now. I'm like, all right, you guys are both smoking people in your primes. You have this adorable meat cute. Talk about nerdy shit. You make each other laugh. I, I like it. And then all of a sudden it like takes all the momentum out of it and jumps straight into like full blown relationship. Yeah. It's like, 
okay, okay. I mean, I wanted to see them together, but Jesus, not that fast. Yeah. And <laughs> so then, and then basically that just opens up, you know, the whole, you know, they're chasing him now sort of storyline and, uh, yeah, it opens it up for what the whole idea of the movie is and the reason why they got all these big names and the reason why it costs so much is because they just wanted to have all these actors that were well known shooting at each other with guns. <laughs> that was kind of the idea. It was just like, how can we make a film <laughs> that it, like in its essence, people are just gonna want to see. Like, because it's just a bunch of well-known people shooting guns at each other. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I fucking dug that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, because that's basically what it was. And, but, like, it did it in a non-serious way where, like, the John Wilk, John Wick franchises basically did the same thing, but in a serious way. Right, right. And so, yeah, so basically, yeah, they're just like, let's just put a bunch of big names together and make sure that everyone knows that the big names are in this movie. And then, you know, they won't necessarily worry about the plot, like what happened the three years since they got married or the fact yeah. that they the wedding or the fact that, you know, this or that or the other is happening, you know, so on and so forth. Well, it, it's like they, they skipped very quickly from like the first 20 minutes of the movie are very much about, uh, what's her name? Um, the, the lead character, what is her name in the movie? Jen. Jen, yeah, just Jen. Just Jen. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like the whole like 15, 20 minutes of the fir- first 15, 20 minutes of the movie was just like about her. Like this is her vacation with her parents. And we kind of see Ashton in the background in the lobby. And like, you know, that kind of stuff. We get to learn about her. It's very much a movie about her. And then all of a sudden that shifts and now we're wrapped up in Ashton's plot line which is the action i dug that but the switch over was really fucking weird like you didn't you loop me in with this like cute romantic dynamic and then you don't really show any more of it well i mean isn't that just marriage in general like a woman has to give up her whole entire identity for a man (laughs) has to give up her body, her last name, everything for a man. Like, all of a sudden, it's the man's identity that matters. Like, nothing else matters now that I'm married. Yeah, what did Jen even, what did she do again? I I guess she was in, like, cybersecurity, and so she knew kind of how to hack things. Like, she figures out how to get into the fucking... Oh, yeah. uh, ...characters' computers. Oh yeah, what the fuck? So I guess she's really good with computers. That's the thing. Like it's just the I guess she's really good at computers. That's about as much thought that was put into the fucking the job that she had in this film. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of depth to these protagonists. Like, it really yeah. was just about the support. Like, let's get the supporting actors in she's, there. She's one of the two top two build characters, and her job is, I think she works with computers, question mark? Or, like, 
even with, with what I just said, the whole 15, 20 minutes worth that we get, do get to see of her and her life, she is synonymous with her parents. Like, that's all we're seeing. I get that it's setting up for that and it's a nice joke at first, but like her entire, like that, the breadth of that 15 to 20 minute storyline for her as a character is literally synonymous with her parents as well. And this ex who we never even see. Mm-hmm. And it's not until her first, what is it, five seconds alone in the elevator, Ashton Kutcher comes shirtlessly into her life. Yeah. And then from then on out, he's following her, and she, he's he's in her life from that moment on. And it's like... Well, he's not following her. That's where he was headed, because he was going to put the fucking bomb on the helicopter. No, I know. I'm saying in the movie, like, it, that's the next scene, is, like, he's following her to the, the lakefront or to the, the waterfront, and, like, that's it. From then on out, he's in her life in the movie. So it's, like, that you had 15 to 20 minutes to, like, develop a little bit of a character before you threw a man into her life and all you can give us is a dynamic with her parents and her ex that's all they wanted to get out of it she doesn't have an identity beyond that i mean she's she's calling for that the whole time i feel like as a writer you need to kind of deliver on that at some point as a writer and as a director but once again who's the director robert lukedic yeah, there you go. There you fucking go. He doesn't All give right. a fuck about anything other than making a a fucking a film that quote unquote looks cool. I mean, it did look cool. It did. I mean, fucking Michael Bay of rom coms, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, there's not much else to really say about this goddamn movie. Like, well, let's then let's talk about the whole reason the movie exists, which you already brought up, which is, which is the supporting actors. Like, yeah, I mean, we can talk about Tom Selleck. Fucking Tom Selleck, man. Tom Selleck, his mustache was popping. The way the way she describes him when they first sit down on their first date, you know, to get drinks, they sit down in the restaurant, and she looked fantastic in that white dress. I gotta say. Uh, but they sit down at the restaurant and the, the parents show up with the the the, the greeter. Mm-hmm. The way she fucking described him was amazing. It was like, that's exactly the way you need to describe Tom Selleck. Yeah. See the freakishly I, tall man with the amazing mustache? Like, yes. That's it. I mean, and then there's also like the whole shooting the clay pigeons in the air part as well yeah and like that whole part where he's just like like that part takes on a new meaning because they because he knew that he was a killer oh yeah oh oh shit oh shit you're right because because tom Selleck knew ashton kutcher's character was a was yeah a killer yeah exactly but gave him the benefit of the doubt that he supposedly was out. But then when there was a note from Henry, that's when he knew he was back in. Oh, shit. I mean, I did enjoy the depth of that little twist. Here's the question, though. We still don't know who hired Henry to begin with. 
I wonder if they were, you know what? You tell us in that fucking happy ever after. Uh, okay, what happens after ever after is that the person who hired Henry still has a job that needs to be done that wasn't done by them. So Sequel. then they get mad and they try to chase Asher Kutcher. And so they're never safe. The and the, end. and the baby grows up to be a fucking spy. Yeah, the baby grows up to have a horrible trauma from <laughs> multiple gun battles happening in their supposed place of safety. So then they never feel safe anywhere. You know, I don't feel like they had to show us that. Like, they kind of, you're right that they rushed the ending of that. I was like, why did, I mean, I like that you're trying to show us that it's a happy ending and they, they have a baby and everything and it's fine. But did you, did you really have to? But it, who hired Henry? Yeah, that's... I felt like shit was not resolved, and then all of a sudden you're telling us, oh, shit's just fine. Like, look, they had the baby. But, like... It, 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 it's or not he, all just good and dandy because he puts the gun down in the living room climax, and the dad is like, okay, I guess I won't kill you. I trust you now. Like, no! Shit's not just magically okay. Or, even worse, Henry... Like when he called about Henry, they said to him that Henry was out. So maybe after Asha Kutcher got out, Henry decided he it was time for him to get out. So then Henry got out, but then on a whim got a tip that all of a sudden all these killers were being were spying on Ashton Kutcher because the dad also worked for the government agencies. So for years, he's had killers training their eye on Ashton Kutcher. Okay. And so because of that, Henry found that out. Henry got out of it. So he was trying to call Ashton Kutcher and give him the heads up like, hey, I'm out too, but people are still looking at you. Even though you're out, people are looking at you. And you and basically you need to, like, you need to, like, fucking you know, kill this person or, you know, do like figure out who's trying to kill you because people are spying on you. But then the dad intercepts the card and that's how he found out that Henry had gotten in contact. And so then the dad goes and kills Henry because the dad had put this all in motion because he had the killers spying on him the whole time because he was dating his daughter. So the whole reason Martin Mull loses his life is because Ashton Kutcher decided to fuck Catherine Heigl and get married to her. Cold world, man. Cold world. That's fucked up. Yeah. When you put it that way, that's fucked up. This movie is severely fucked up if you look at it seriously. I mean, there are some darker elements to it for sure like they show fucking rob riggle flo- flying over upside down in a car into a pile of debris and uh rebar yeah and you see his blood squirt out of the car it's like yeah they're that not showing anything but it's still kind of the fencing huh it was the fencing the orange fencing you know that orange like netting yeah for construction yeah that's what came out of the car It wasn't his blood? No. You sure? Yes. Oh. All right, well, Chandelier Girl. 
<laughs> yeah, she legit was hanging up on a chandelier. It's pretty messed up. I bought a sweet broken from a chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she was singing about. Yeah. I mean, Rob Riggle's death reminded me of a Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> like, you got uppercutted off the fucking pit. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Finish him! <laughs> Ooh, ah! <laughs> uh, Rob Riggle was solid. Tom Selleck was solid. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara with the fucking glasses of alcohol, man. They gave her so little because they gave all the female characters very little. In yeah. Film. It was a Robert Lugetic film. But they gave her so little and she made so much out of it. She really fucking did. She was like, fantastic. Took every oversized alcohol glass that they gave her and she turned it into the best running bit in possibly any film ever. It was like it was it was more than a prop. It was like the scene every time. Like the, whatever she was pouring was the main character. And she had this dialogue that accompanied it. Like, she made it incorporated into the scene. It was fantastic. She turned crippling alcoholism into woody banter. That, <laughs> I think she does. The picture, Bloody Mary, the full of vodka. Of Bloody Mary was so funny. Funny as fuck. My God. <laughs> that one was so good. <laughs> Bloody Mary, oh. full of vodka. Blessed are thee among cocktails. <laughs> oh my god, that was so fucking funny. Yeah, all all of her scenes were amazing. The, like the looks, the looks she was giving Catherine Heigl, the way she delivered several of those lines and towards the beginning, where she's like, "We're very quickly learning their dynamic as a mother and daughter." Yes, which I enjoyed. I that was one of the few dynamics in the movie that I thought was fucking hilarious and solid. Yeah. And believable as fuck. <laughs> when she wanted to talk about that, her, like, her previous boyfriend's ass for some reason. Oh, my God. Yeah. Speaking of no ash, Ash and Kutcher, every time you put a gun back there, it's yeah. just like, Ash, fall down. Yeah, he's never really had much of an ass. No. Nice upper I'm body afraid. in this movie, but, yeah, no I ass. Mean, I would have been more afraid for him if, it, you know... It's like that gun went off and he's going to shoot himself, but it was, it was just gone straight down past his heel. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like not, not a spy, man. Not a spy. I agree. Just not a, not a spy. Not, not a spy. I mean, nailed every other aspect, but not a spy. Yeah. But I, I don't know that there really is someone that you could have cast. To really play both. Is there? I mean, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, this definitely did have a lot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith shit to it, didn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Like that's a better one. <laughs> like if we were if, if we were doing rom coms, I mean that technically is a bit of a rom com, so like we could do that one next. I'd be down to do that one. We haven't I haven't watched that movie in years, and I remember liking it back in college a lot. I think I own it actually. Yeah, I'll 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 probably end up choosing it just to 
keep the theme going. Oh, but, for next week? Yeah. Oh, we could do that. I mean, this yeah, this definitely kind of prepped for that. I was thinking that the whole movie. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith to this. It was just obviously a play off of that. And it was yeah. Just like, All right. Which is fine. Like, I, I remember Mr. and, Smith, Mr. and Mrs. Smith being very entertaining. I yeah. love the action movies like that. You throw in a little sexual tension with two attractive people. Hell yeah. I'm not yeah. going to relate to any of it, but it's entertaining as shit on an edible. <laughs> <laughs> but you throw fucking Tom Selleck and Catherine O'Hara in there. I'm game. Yeah. Those are who I want as parents, man. Yeah. Like, I love my parents because they're my parents, but... Tom Selleck and Catherine O'Hara, man. I mean, if I had Tom Selleck's jeans, then I would look good in jeans with a fantastic mustache. Tom Selleck looks good not doing a goddamn thing. He just stands yeah. there and stares at you. And it's it's both mesmerizing and completely disarming at the same time. Tom Selleck gives you three thrusts and it's somehow enough, but not enough. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's Tom. <laughs> that's Tom Selleck. Like Tom's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason they called him Magnum PI. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's the why did you emphasize pi <laughs> no i i emphasized magnum <laughs> i said magnum pi oh that makes more sense yes <laughs> anyway fucking tom Selleck, man that's what the do you whole think the kiss of the film was oh shit okay so we got the first kiss um which is a shut up kiss yeah. So I'm not going to choose that one. Okay. Um, I know we've got others, but I legitimately don't, like, none of them really pop out. I agree. Uh, yeah, we don't really have a final kiss, which is kind of dumb. Uh, like, there were plenty of opportunities for that, too, now that I think about it. Jesus. Um, don't they have like a, do you ever see them kiss again after like the whole shit goes down? Like after they kill Rob Riggle's character. Um, when I think when he says he's out to Tom Selleck. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But they don't, yeah. Did they have like a nice kiss there? I don't know if they kissed. <clears throat> they definitely, yeah, they hugged at least. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, shit. Well, the ones I'm that gonna I the first one where he interrupts her and just like kisses her to shut her up, but I'm gonna give it just a C. Yeah, that's not a very good one because it's like it's yeah. rust and it's weird, and she's in the middle of saying a weird sentence about a weird topic, which like obviously he didn't do intentionally, but like it's weird. Which is realistic, at least, but, you know, yeah. it's weird. Um, yeah, there's a couple 
really passionate ones from Katherine Heigl. Like she, I think she did a good job with the kisses. She got into a couple of them. Um, like convincingly, she looked like she was really in love with the guy. Um, which is actually kind of unusual to say about a, a movie kiss, which I was kind of surprised feeling, especially from, from her, you know, like, she even played a more uptight character like she usually does. So I'm kind of surprised to observe that. Um, but again, none of them like stand out as the kiss. Fuck. I guess I'm going to have to go with that one. Um, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to bump it up to B minus just because of the, just because of the relatability of it. It was like the one thing in the movie that was a little more relatable. <laughs> A little more realistic in real life for the rest of us, you know? And that's what was so cute about their dynamic to begin with was like, they're like, she's bumbling over stuff. He's bumbling over stuff later on. Yeah. Like it was adorable. Like it had the fucking rom-com makings right there. Right. The meat cute was very organic. Yeah. Well, very real. Right. And that's what I was like, wow, this is, this may have a chance. And then, and then it devolved into what I tweeted, which was that this feels like an improv scene where everyone in the improv scene decided that they have a gun. <laughs> which is which is kind of a play off of the joke that in uh, in the American office where Michael Scott goes to improv classes. So Steve Carell is Michael Scott in every scene, the improv scene that they do in class. He always kicks down a door and he goes <laughs> freeze fbi it's like he becomes a detective and like searches the room and he has a gun and so in every scene he has a gun and then they even say it in the episode and they're just like and he ruins every scene because he comes in with a gun and immediately destroys any forward motion that we have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little bit of the that applies. That applies. That's what happened with this movie. Like all of a sudden, everyone just kicked out a door and had a gun. It's like, oh. all right, everybody kicked out a door. Yeah, like suddenly I went from like being so involved in this adorable like dynamic that was just starting to bud to all of a sudden not trusting a single fucking face I see in the movie. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, at least there's that. They captured the dynamic pretty well of that. Like, the apprehension that they probably felt in the situation. We're all fucking feeling it now. But it's like, Jesus, I thought you were going in a different direction with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A. Yeah, that was... For somebody who was like, I love, like, I loved growing up with the Pierce Brows and James Bond movies. I love those types of spy movies. And the biggest, the, the other thing I always wanted, I wanted to see it combined with spies or with uh, romance because I liked rom-coms too. I was like, there's totally like, I get like the whole sexualization of spy movies technically, you know, for the there's most part. There's not enough romance for you and the world is not enough when uh, <laughs> at the end of the movie, Pierce Brosnan is having sex with Dr. Christmas Jones 
and you can see her leg in the heat sinking warmer or whatever dude, come out dude. Her. that was like porn for me that's that not age. enough romance for you oh god i fucking loved that scene when i was a kid <laughs> Uh, that's like the only movie I remember from the James Bond film. That's a solid movie to remember. That's one of the better ones, I would say. That's the one also where the guy can't feel pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a bullet lodged in his brain. Yeah, and so, like, it's like, but also somehow can't feel love, too. Oh, of course. He can't can't feel anything. Electra tries to, like, kiss him, and, like, he doesn't feel anything. Yep. Like, I, no, we should watch that film. I mean, that, that's a great movie. Like the the old the '90s James Bond movies are fantastic oh. to watch. High, those types oh, of action yeah. movies are fantastic because it's not like a whole lot of high level thinking involved to keep up with the plot. But it's well, sure. it, exactly, but it's just enough that it like leads you along. You feel invested, and then it's fucking James Bond. <laughs> and it's always these cheesy ass characters that are just like cheesy ass characters in rom-coms like the yeah. dude who can't feel pain but also can't feel love come the fuck on i know right <laughs> judy dench as the fucking mo- mother character like james bond needs a mother care like come on like it's it's dame got judy dench, dame judy dench dame judy dench dame judy dench dame judy dench <laughs> It's all there. And like, so every time they try to merge a rom-com with a spy movie, I'm, I'm about it. And I will say. Dame Judy Dench, 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 Dame Judy Dench. What the fuck are you quoting? I'm singing Carol the Bells, the Christmas song, but I'm saying Dame Judy Dench instead of the actual lyrics. Why? Because it's funny. <laughs> you just randomly came up with it? No, well, no, I didn't. It's also from a, a podcast that's to all, all fantasy everything. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why I asked what you were quoting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was quoting. <laughs> I, fig- I figured there had to be some sort of logic to why you were just randomly spouting this <laughs> off. Dame Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> I like that song. All right, what's your verdict for this film? Um, let's see. Uh, this is this is a fuck for me. I was thoroughly entertained. My edible ass brain. Not that my brain is edible. Fuck. Stay away from me, zombies. Uh, but my high ass brain on edibles was thoroughly enjoying this movie it was the right amount of action the right amount of cheesy stupid shit that i didn't really have to pay attention to and i don't know it's worth seeing just you know once just to for that just to be entertained just like i've said for the last couple movies yeah i kill it um i almost (laughs) but then i remembered who directed it and I kill all of his films. Yeah, you so, gotta stay true to him. You I gotta stay it. true to him. I kill it. Don't bother. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm with you on that. Like, you have to. I was hoping one of us would maintain the composure, <laughs> and I'm hoping I was hoping it was you because I didn't want to. Yeah. You can rely on me on that. Yeah. yeah. So you can find our socials on Instagram at Bromancing the Stone Podcast, all one word together, Bromancing the Stone Podcast. On Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod. 
That's B-R-O-T-H-E-S-T-O-N-E-P-O-D. And then I'm on Twitter at Supermarket Suite without the E in super. So S-U-P-R Market Suite. And then on Instagram, I'm at Relusa88. And that's R-E-L-U-S-A-A-8. And then Max. On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted with a period, which is T-H-E period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. And on Twitter, you can find me at the Lionhearted with an underscore instead of a period. Booyakasha. And then next week, we're going to do Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Fuck it. All right. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. Keep the action movies going. So the movie that I was going to do, we'll just push it back another time. Do you want to tell me what it is? It's called Sleeping with Other People. Have I seen that? It's got Jason Sudeikis and Allison Brie. I mean, that does sound familiar, but I, I don't remember actually seeing it. Well, I'll find out when I actually watch it. Yeah, but that's in a couple weeks. But that's weeks. in a couple weeks. Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. God. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. They I've... stayed together for the kids. I'm just kidding. They stay together for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that, I have not seen that movie in a long time. Uh, when did... Uh, is this is this on one of the? Things? I have no idea. Hang on, hang on. It but is not. Then, of course not. For the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all. We thank y'all for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Love you guys. <laughs>